was up and around the corner Butthole Town Butthole Town Well we gotta get out of a butthole town So if Walmart was to sponsor the time change would it then be called Walmart Savings Time? Huh. You get it? Like, because they, yeah. they always talk about savings. I wonder what percentage they'll take. I don't know, maybe like five. Hmm. Seems like a good percentage. Anyway, welcome back, everybody, to episode 11 Whoa. of the Butthole Town podcast. We've uh, passed. Uh, we're here. We've passed the, the two digit mark completely we're now. Still it's like, in the two, we're still in two digits. I know, but, but we passed yeah. like that, that entry level. It's like 10. Oh, we're here. Are we going to keep going? But we did. We are keeping going. At 11. Wow. I remember when I was it's been, 11. It's been a long, it's been a long time. <laughs> been a uh, long time coming. Yeah. I mean, feels good. Feels, <clears throat> feels good to say, I guess. Butthole Town episode 11. Lucky number 11. Yeah. Hopefully I will have a good title for this episode. I always struggle coming up with the titles, so. If you guys ever have good title ideas, once you hear the episodes, let <laughs> us know. <laughs> we'll, we'll go back and change it. Uh, <laughs> retroactively uh, title our podcast. We're just going to upload episode 11 and just like let you name the podcast. We could do that, I guess. Could we? Yeah, but nobody would. Well, uh, I don't know. I guess people would episode listen. But, name your own podcast. Yeah, name your own it. podcast. Maybe we'll do one episode one day like that or something. If, if or we let take, we let people like decide the topics we take and the title of the episode. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like we could let them pick a title and then we have to make a whole podcast uh, around that title. That's, that's or funny. at least a bit. That yeah, would be pretty good. That would be good. Yeah, well that would be pretty cool. Today's a a different podcast, I think. <laughs> today's gonna be a little uh a little sad. Different. Not sad. <laughs> Heavy. I just, I think we're just going to be a little like more serious than normal. Yeah, we'll be a little bit heavy, I would say. Um, so normally we do a bunch of like planned bits, and we do have one bit for the end. But Yeah, just to bring the mood back up a little. And I know it's kind of weird coming from a podcast called Butthole Town. Butthole Town. <laughs> to hear anything <laughs> yeah. serious. Serious. Yeah. But... Um, uh. We're just stalling because we don't know how to intro this. No, I know how to intro it. I just, yeah, I just want to okay. start. Well, I don't know how to intro it because I'm uncomfortable. Uh, Joel, now you're making it sound like we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> we don't know what we're doing. Yeah, we, yeah, we do. Um, no, we don't. Anyway. So, yeah, we're just going to talk about a few things that we've been, we've had on our mind. But we haven't really felt like it was a good time to put in an episode because it was like, we don't want to like be really funny and silly and then like drop the bomb. So, we've decided to just make this episode our serious episode yeah so maybe turn the corner on the double digits and now we're gonna get all serious i think every 11 episodes we'll do one serious episode (laughs) every 10 episodes you mean after the 10th episode yeah so the 21st episode will be our next serious episode um no 22nd uh 10 episodes 11 plus 11 21 (laughs) yeah but 10 plus one okay just never mind okay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Forget about the math. Let's just get into what we're going to talk about. So me and Joel, uh, the other week, I think, you had mentioned it to me. We were th- we were talking about what what were some of the things as kids that we did to our parents that we like completely regret now? <laughs> yeah. Or like, what did we do that was just like, now we're looking back, we're like, wow, we were kind of jerks. <laughs> like, it was not our parents' fault. That was kind of our fault. Yeah, it's just like... Because we're kids, I guess we don't think about that kind of stuff. Yeah. And we don't, we, we're like, well, these are our parents. They're basically indestructible. And then you grow up and like, oh, they're just 
they're just, they're just people. people. Yeah, like they're just people like us, <laughs> like you, Except like we were me. Younger. Yeah, and I mean they're just trying to figure out the whole parent thing. We're just trying to figure out the whole life thing. So it's a bunch right. of <laughs> it's a bunch of it's figuring a, it's out. give and take. Yeah, and I, well, I was the second kid, so maybe my parents learned a little bit. Um, I was the me. only kid, yeah. so you're the only one. So you're the you're the test trial, um, and then the final tests as well. <laughs> First and final test. Um, but yeah, if you wanna, if you wanna start, you can go ahead and okay. tell, say something. I'll, I don't know. I'll go with this one because this okay. one, like, I don't know how old I was on this one. I was probably like five, six, and you know those markers on TV? They were like the blow markers. Blow like you blow? blow like you yeah you blow into them and they would like it was like airbrush like looking on the paper oh yeah 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 I do remember those that's some Nickelodeon classic commercial type stuff yeah yeah, yeah. so I really 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 wanted those oh, and <laughs> uh, my parents were divorced as a as when I was a child as I was a child and <laughs> right so uh, 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 give them the, give them the story with your parents that people don't know it's kind of uh, my parents were divorced when my mom. Well, I don't guess she was pregnant. She just had me, and they got a divorce because my dad was a drunk. And, yeah, so that, that was pretty much how that happened. Uh, They got back together when I was eight, so happy ending. Yeah, it's, it's, such, a, anyway. it's such a different ending for most people. It's like they got right. back together. Yeah, crazy. Anyways. So happy ending. But at the time, anyway, mom was a single mother. Mm-hmm. And didn't have much money because she was homeschooling me and working a part-time job. So I didn't have much money. And I really wanted these markers or whatever. And she went to the store and I had to describe them to her because we didn't have like, we didn't have cable. We just had a VCR player. So I had seen it somewhere else, somebody else's house. So yeah. there's no way she would have known what they were. So I was like telling her, like you blow in them, like they got these holes in them of them and stuff. Well... She bought me like highlighters because they have like the holes in the top of them. Like I could see where that could be confusing now. And so they look sort of similar. So she matched the description pretty well. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I wasn't having it because that wasn't what I wanted. Because <laughs> aren't I was the blow like, markers. Right. It's like, what? And I started crying about it. Like, this isn't, this isn't what I wanted and all that stuff. And now looking back, it's like, she probably like, that money was not easy to come by, even though it was like five bucks or whatever some highlighters cost. Yeah. And she, she thought about you. Right. And she bought them for me thinking that that's what I wanted, you know, and she was going to make me happy. And then I was just not at all. And I can only imagine like how much that hurts you as a parent because, you know, you thought you were doing something for your kids that you really wanted them. Yeah. Like you really wanted for them. And then it's not that. And it's just like, man. I regret not appreciating highlighters as a kid. Yeah, I mean, as a kid, you don't see the whole picture, though. You just saw, hey, these aren't the blow markers. Like, right. <laughs> like, what the heck is this? And you don't think about, like, the the thought that went into it and the the struggle that she probably was going through yeah, to get just, it. Like, so. Thinking about it now, it's like, wow. man, that was such yeah. a jerky thing to, <laughs> yeah. to say. We're going to name this segment Kids Are Jerks. And we'll bring it back. <laughs> we'll bring it back every once in a while. Oh gosh! Talk about how we were jerks as kids. Um, the first one I was gonna talk about with me, uh, I wasn't really a kid. I mean, I was a kid, but it, it wasn't that long ago. I wasn't a little kid. Um, so throughout high school, I never had a job. 
right? Yes, of course. <laughs> now, now I never got a job. My parents were always telling me, like, you should get a job. Like, you should get summer. a job, sonny. And the thing about my parents, it was always this thing where they would bring it up, or at least my, I remember daddy being like, why why wouldn't you want your own money type thing? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. <laughs> why, why don't you want it? It's like, when I was your age, like, I wanted to work. I wanted to have money so I could buy things. And my whole right. my whole thing was always just like, why? Like, I have everything I want. <laughs> like, I don't need, I don't need money. Like, I mean, like, not not that my parents were like uber rich and I had everything I wanted, but you know what I mean? Like, I was, I was right. satisfied. There wasn't anything right. where I was just like, man, I really, really want that and I can't have it ever. Like, eventually I'd probably get it for Christmas or something, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I could wait like a year, but I'd finally get it. Um, but yeah, so I just never was super like motivated by that. And I think maybe in a different, you know, my dad grew up in a different time, so... And his yeah. parents probably weren't as well off as my parents. So it was like he needed his own money so he could go like take his girl out or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, also, I also didn't have a girlfriend. So maybe that was part of it. Well, um, yeah. But anyways, my, my senior year came along and uh, my parents weren't having it anymore. You know, <laughs> you know, You're right. like there were, there, it was like, okay, you have to get a job. Like Which you, are, you didn't ever do. <laughs> you were finishing out. No, but I did apply for like a bunch of jobs. And uh, yeah. it was during the summer and I was going through the, the job applications and like, it would be like, I would always like make an agenda, <coughs> uh, make an agenda for myself for the week and during the summer. And it was always like, cut my toenails before <laughs> guitar. Like it was always like the lamest like stuff that I would list out. Um, yeah. Because I was that bored and that like lame. And anyways, I, it would be like fill out job application of this one job. And they're like, Ben, that takes you all week. Like my dad was just like, what the heck? He's like, so it was like, two, yeah, you were going to go and you were going to get, you know, you're going to go to these places today. Like you're not going to just like try to, fill, I was always trying to fill them out online. So I wouldn't have to actually get in my car and go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> like I can figure Lazy. it out online. I, I was the one like telling my, Telling Diddy like I was always like I can um I, I can make money off online surveys. See, <laughs> you know, it was yeah, like, and you made like what two cents off of yeah, that. those are stupid. But anyways, <laughs> I was like, uh, okay, fine, like I'll, I'll go to the place or whatever. Anyways, he came back home at the end of the day, and I hadn't gone yet. I think, and he came home Dude. from work and found me there, and he was like, "What the hell? like you got to go?" And I was like, "Okay, I'm going." He was like, and he was trying to. He was trying to help me, right? He was trying to. He said right. he would. He said he would ride with me because I was going to go to the movie theater and apply and stuff like that. And I got in a big argument with him about it, and he was going to go with me. And I said like, no, just like stay home. Like I don't want you to go. And I like left, and I was like, I can go. Uh, by, I, I was like, I, I was like, I can go by myself. You know what I mean? And I like uh, left, and I got in the car, and I cried for like twenty minutes, like more than I've ever cried <laughs> because. Because I felt it was it was overwhelming. It wasn't just that like I upset my dad. It was this overwhelming thing of like you're grown up now. Like there's no more like little kid. Like life has changed at this moment. Like from now on, like there's no more like little kid Ben. Like you have to grow up now. And it was just like it it all hit me like one time. Plus letting down my dad because like he he just wanted to help and I was such a jerk. It's like he really just wanted to like go with me and help me get a job, and I didn't want him there. But like I did want him there, but 
you know yeah being a stubborn idiot and i i felt so bad after that and i also i never got any of the jobs so <laughs> yeah so mission failed we're yeah. gonna do next time <laughs> yeah, yeah, <really>. but <laughs> uh i don't know i just felt so bad about that yeah well you always and, feel bad about arguing with your parents like that's never a good feeling at all yeah it, nobody ever wins mm-hmm. and, and no. i don't know you realize later that i'll dumb you were and it just would have been like yeah dad come help me and not be a freaking I don't know whiny <laughs> idiot at like 17 too obviously I wasn't like yeah. 14 either so it's just like come on grow up but I think I did grow up in that like one that one like cry in the car and from that moment <laughs> everything was changed yeah I think I I think I've probably cried like five or six times in my like more adult Adulthood. times, yeah, and that was that was one of them. I can just like remember very vividly. The other one was when you watch uh, Legends of the Fall for the first time, and the second, and the third, <laughs> and, and the fourth the time. Third. <laughs> 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 Pretty much every time except that one time. Right. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's my that's my first that's my little story. My antidote. Uh, so my other one is I don't really I only have two. Like okay. I'm sure there's more. Okay. I probably just blocked them out of my memory. Um, the other one, I, this one time me and my dad were working, I don't remember what it was. It was summertime. Mm-hmm. And in the summertime, if you work outside a lot, you get frustrated just because it's so flipping hot. Right. Easily and, mad about everything. Right. And anyway, so we were doing something and somebody wanted to... Somebody called me. It was somebody's birthday. And they were like, hey, we're going to play paintball. Or no, they came to my house to get some well, some of my stuff, some of my paintball stuff. Because they needed to borrow it. And then I was just like, hey, can I go with them to play paintball? Like all of a sudden. And mm-hmm. he was like, well, we're doing this and this and this. And I was like, yeah, but I won't ever get to go play at this. It was a particular place that we were going to play. Like, we won't ever get to go play there again. He's like, okay. And he just let me go. And mm-hmm. I, like, I went and had fun, but then I felt so bad afterwards because I just, like, left him there and doing whatever it was that he obviously needed my help for. Yeah. And I just ditched him to go play paintball. Psh. I was just like, man, such a jerk move to do. That's, like, that's the conundrum of, like, my childhood sometimes. Like, sometimes. <laughs> it's a conundrum of my childhood sometimes. No, but it's just, like, that kind of thing always happens when your friend invites you somewhere, but you were having a fun time with your parent, not necessarily mm. they're working, but like maybe just having a fun time with your parent and you leave them. Yeah. And then you feel so bad. It's like, man, like I left my, my dad, you know, watching TV and like we were having a fun time watching that movie or playing that game or whatever to yeah. go like ditch them to hang out with your friends. Even now, like when I go home and it's like, oh, you spend time with your friends, but it's like, they really wanted to see you, you know? Yeah. That's the reason when we go home, if we're home on the same weekends, we we wait until like eleven o'clock at night and then go <laughs> hang out. Yeah, so you don't feel bad about <laughs> so it. They're already gone to bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it always I feels did, bad ditching your parents. I did something else. I can't. I wish I could remember what it is, and I cannot remember for the life of me. But me and Daddy got really heated at each other at one time about something. I can't remember what it was, and I was just like ticked off and just upset, you know. And we were moving hay at the time. So I put on uh, Welcome to My Life by Simple, <laughs> Simple Plan. Plan. 
I put it on in the truck because my iPhone was connected in there because I was driving the truck around. So I knew when he got in, it'd be the first thing he heard. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you little, you idiot. I was such a passive aggressive little tonk. So emo little whiny kid. Uh, to feel hurt, like, to be lost. I know. <laughs> He's just like, turn this he crap off. In, I was like, what is this? I wasn't <laughs> yeah. in the truck when he got back in there. Oh, like, you left it for him, a trap. Yeah, I just left it for oh. him. Yeah. Oh gosh, that's so lame. <laughs> uh, Oh. I wish I could remember what it was because I probably feel bad about whatever I said to him too. But. I talked to him through Civil Plan. Uh, I, I, I always talked to my dad through Avril Lavigne. So hard. <laughs> um, I I have one more, so I'll I'll tell my second one. And this one's okay. like this one's like only there's only a regret near the end, I guess. Well, isn't that okay. how they all, isn't that how they all go actually? Um, it's just a normal day until suddenly yeah. it's not. Suddenly, I regret everything. Um, so uh, this one time, I uh, one of my friends in high school had a birthday party at his house, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a uh, yeah, it was just a birthday party, and all all of our friends got invited to it. Um, all of our like our the, our little high school group of guys, yeah, and like I was relatively close with them at the time because I mean this was before they all kind of got into the party scene and I'd like didn't ever hang out with them. So we were probably like yeah. four, we were probably like 14 or 15 years old. I couldn't yeah. drive yet. And so um <clears throat> uh mama drove me over to their house and uh when she pulled up to the to the house, well the guys were outside. There was like three of them and they were yeah. all outside and then when the car pulls up, all of them like scatter. They all like run away and hide when what? our when my car when our car pulls up. And like she was like, "What the heck?" And I was kind of like, I knew they were like just being jerks because that's just how like my friends yeah. were. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. they were always like making fun of me and stuff. One of the uh, one of the reasons they did that was because like I never actually fought back. I just got really mad, and they loved seeing my reaction. So <laughs> I uh, I got out just kind of confused, and so I did get out of the car, but she didn't leave. Yeah, and so I was just like standing there like. Like what the heck, guys? And then I kind of like walked like, up. What was supposed to? Yeah. Do? And then I walked up like thinking like one of them was gonna pop out, but like they never did. And then Mama just was she just blew up like super <laughs> mad. You know how it is, Joey. Yeah, you definitely I've know how it is. Experienced her wrath. <laughs> you experienced the wrath. <laughs> anyway, she blew up super mad, but didn't get out of the car and just told me to get back in. And I was like, oh, but Mama, and she's like, no, get back in the car. And so we get back in the car and she drives me all the way back home. And oh my I, gosh. I remember being so mad that she did like, what the heck? Like, I really want to hang out with my friends. She was like, what well, they're, if they're going to be like that, then you want to hang out with them. And like, was super mad about it. like then. And then eventually, uh, daddy drove me back. Mama wouldn't do it. So daddy <laughs> drove me back to the house and I had the party and, um, I just was like so mad, but now thinking back, I was just like, "Wow, those kids were like jerks to like me in front of her." Like, I would probably do. That. I, I mean, I don't know if I'd take them, but I would definitely. I don't know if I would have took myself all the way back home, but I would have definitely like chastised the kids for being like little jerks. Because I mean, yeah. like in front of the in front of the mom, and like it's like yeah. a kid dropped off at the house, and you're just gonna like leave. Like, what the heck? I don't know. Yeah, it was it was super lame. To, I to think, do and I, yeah. I don't know I regret being mad at her because I would have been mad too yeah I mean as a parent that would upset you yeah I mean I think fuck. pretty much all of it comes back to basically just not appreciating our parents 
like like you should like not appreciating what they did or their advice or their company or whatever like yeah uh, yeah just not appreciating our parents like we should have and not and sometimes not even appreciating uh the way they raised us and that i mean for we, the most part they did pretty well yeah and they they raised us in church and they like made us go to sunday school <laughs> well they didn't make make us go to sunday uh, i mean maybe I'll, your parents I'll, yeah My i was pretty much make I was, me i was pretty much made to go to church which isn't a bad thing but i mean i was just like it wasn't like a it was a make thing but it also wasn't like that i ever fault it either i wasn't like yeah, oh okay well, yeah. like uh, i'm not going like i never was like that it was just something no, understood I mean, like pretty, you're going <laughs> yeah sunday morning you go to church that's just what you do yeah yeah and i know i know i've heard of some kids that like told their parents they weren't going and like the parents let them stay at home and stuff but i wouldn't have dared say i wasn't going but like i don't know i just never it never was bad enough for me that i didn't want to yeah yeah that's it's kind of interesting because i was i had an event yesterday at the church it was a scream free parenting event and it really Mm -hmm. made me like because my parents did a lot of what they were talking about people needed to do with their kids now what is it? Scream like, free? What? Scream as in like yelling. Scream. Oh, scream free. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I just, it made me appreciate my parents a lot more because like, wow, they actually did a better job than at the time I would have thought they were doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, obviously looking back at it now, I know that they did the best they could do and that, you know, they're just people that was raising a smaller person. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, with with your best interests at heart, which a right. lot of parents are so like, I mean, the the not so good ones are super apathetic about how their kids turn out or what happens to yeah. them during the day, and it's like your parents and my parents wanted the best for us. Yeah, they cared. So you got to give it to them, right? Because because some people have it super bad off with you know parents being alcoholics or abusive or what have you. So. Well, I know the alcoholic part. Yeah, well, at got least that, at, at least not, that down. At least not anymore. You know. Yeah. <laughs> things turned around Eight, for you. Eighteen years now. It's been so. Woo! Shout out, Thank Mike. The Lord and AA. Shout out to sobriety. <laughs> sponsor our podcast. <laughs> sobriety sponsor our podcast. AA sponsor our podcast. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that that brings you back to uh, another topic that I want to talk about is um, it's just like being in the church and. And the the Christian struggle, the the Christian struggles, not the struggle to be a Christian, but the struggles that come along with being a Christian. Yeah, and some of the things maybe like you don't completely understand, or you yeah. just like you don't get like. I think as I grow up, like my viewpoints like sometimes change, and not in a good way. They just like change because it just happened, and it, and then you like realize that like you think this way now, and it's like why why do I think this way now? You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. And uh, one of the things that that always like kind of got me feeling very guilty in church, or, I, or not guilty, but it gives me a sense of guilt sometimes when I walk into a church or walk into a in a Christian conference. Yes. And so, and so uh, I I was raised Baptist. Yes. And, and you were raised uh, well non-denominational, right? Yes. Yeah, basically, basically, basically yeah, non-denominational. Full gospel, Pentecostal, non-denominational. I went to your church half of the time, so yeah. Baptist too. I was raised a mix of it all. <laughs> so basically, if it's the truth, it's the truth. That's all I care about. Yeah, and so yeah. In, in the in the church I was raised in, like there, there's not a lot of um, 
there's not a lot of physical response, and that's and that's in most Baptist churches to to worship. Oh uh, yeah, there's yeah. not a lot well, of I mean, like you're actual singing hymns. Which right, right, right. Yeah, and I and mean, in these, not that hymns aren't good. It just doesn't lend itself to that toward that type of. Right, right. That's exactly reaction. what I was gonna say. That's exactly what I was gonna say. I was, th- these newer churches, like the more modern ones, they the music lends itself more to to the hands out, the you know. The hands up to the a sky physical type movie. response. The physical response. It yeah. It's like to a piano and a person playing. It like you could, but it it's easier with these like really ambient huge songs. You know, what right? I mean? Yeah. And so, whenever I go to these churches now that I'm older, I'm not with my parents. I'm in Savannah, and I have to go. Most of the churches around here are bigger, more contemporary churches. Right. And um. I've, and even at that, at these churches and at conferences and stuff, I've always felt this like guilt about not physically responding to worship. And, and, really? And, and it's like, and it's a weird guilt because it's like, man, am I just not? You feel guilty because you feel like you're not connected as much uh, <laughs> to what's, yeah, to what's going that. on. I definitely get that part of it. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, I, even I walk in. And these people always have their hands up and they have their hands in the sky. And I want to. It's like I I want to do that. But like then if I then if I do that, I'll feel like I'm just doing it for a show. Because everybody else is doing it. Yeah, and I'm not genuinely doing it. Like it's not like an actual response from me connected right. to the Holy Spirit. It's just like it's me doing it to just like just may, to be, and, yeah, to just to be in. doing it, and maybe it's there, maybe there's a fake it till you make it element there. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I think maybe it could be. Maybe if you kept doing it, like eventually it would just be a natural response. Yeah. Well, maybe the other thing of it I think about it is if you just want if you want to do it, then I don't think you per se would want to do it because other people are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just because you want to, and the fact that other people are, those aren't one and the same thing I don't think yeah and I mean I think you can have one without the other yeah and and there comes a sense of disingenuineness like with it not saying that everybody is disingenuine doing it even my own like girlfriend she'll even do it and I I would never think that she's doing it for show or for me besides right 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 but there are some people out there that you would have to think that they're doing it to say hey look at me like I'm connected like I'm a Christian look at me I'm not saying that happens everywhere but no, you know, but of ha- course there are it, those It does people. happen. Yeah, and then the other thing is like, if okay, if there is a fake it to you, make it element like you said, right? then even if they're doing it to try to show that they're connected, it means at least that they want to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, even if they're not genuine in their intent to begin with, at least it shows they want to be doing the right thing, even if they're yeah. not quite there yet. I guess it does show your heart a little bit. You're not there. I mean, at least you're not just like, on your phone in church or something. Yeah, exactly. At least you're participating. Yeah, but yeah, I get yeah, I get the thing of I get the feeling of it being like disingenuous though, because I've done that before. Like I've faked it before because yeah. I felt intimidated. Like I've done that. If you're in a room with a bunch of people doing it, it feels bad when you're not the yeah, one doing it. You feel it. like okay, well, is there know, something wrong, wrong with me? me? Yeah, 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 exactly. exactly. And the other thing, too, is, like, I had to come to a realization uh, this uh, several years ago. I basically came to this conclusion. And I don't remember if I heard it from a pastor or if I just kind of came up with it on my own, you know, conglomeration, whatever. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. 
But the fact is, I don't go to church for other people. Right. And that's especially true in worship. Like, when I'm there to worship, I'm there to worship God. I'm not there for whatever the other people there think about me. Mm. You know, and so I try when I'm in worship to just... Lose yourself. Yeah, to just be like, okay, it doesn't matter who's around me because I probably don't know these people anyway, especially in big churches. Right, yeah. And it's like, who cares? Or even if it's a small church where I do know people, it's like, okay, well, they're doing what they're doing to connect to God, and I'm doing what I'm doing to connect to God. So sometimes I may not have my hands up. Every other person may have their hands up. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, if that's how I'm connected to God, if I don't want to be overly expressive, if I just want to take that time and be in that moment and be still and be silent, I think that's fine, too. Yeah. I just I don't think we can we can judge somebody else. Okay, well... You know, this is how they do it. This is how I do it. That's fine. I don't think we can judge them and say, okay, well, they've got their hands raised every single song, every single week. That's probably fake. Well, I don't think we can say that because maybe it's not for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's weird. It's strange because the church is like, it's a place where, you know, fellowship is encouraged. And the point of going is to fellowship with other believers. But then, right. then, there's, then there's also this completely like individual experience at the same time. Right. Well, I, okay, this is this is how I look at it. The, especially worship is between you and God because yes. that's all the that's the only focus at the time. The church as a whole is to come together and strengthen each other in that one purpose in worshiping and serving God. Yes, and to keep each other accountable, there's all these things right, that go with exactly. it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's the collective part of it. I think the collective thing of it as a whole is being the church and the individual is the response to God himself. Yeah. Like that one-on-one relationship that we have 90% of the time that doesn't go away when we walk into a church. I think it just, it comes together and that that is what the church is. Right. And I think even in the Bible, you know, physical responses to, to things... Uh, I mean, they're talked about, you know, like kneeling in front, you know, kneeling to pray, kneeling at Jesus' feet and stuff like that. Like people have a lot of physical responses to things exactly, instead of just standing yeah. there. And so I completely right. get that. And I know that like, you know, when the day comes, Jesus comes back, like I'll be on my hands and knees first thing. But yeah. <laughs> there there just is, it, it is hard, I guess, in the way that I was raised and a lot of other Baptist, you know, people that are raised where it's just like, you don't have that that inclination to be very like, emotive with worship to be honest it's just that there's not a lot of physical like reaction in baptist churches to to worship right. because, it, because it's so chill though to to the same extent you know what i mean like it's like yeah, there's no it's a, there's no rock music in there it's just a different experience i don't think either one is wrong yeah right like, it's, it's just a, it's, it's a different. clap your hands thing like that's all you would do yeah yeah and so i don't i i wouldn't say that one one would be closer necessarily but I think for some no. people, it helps them to maybe, like like we were talking about, I think maybe it helps them t- to focus on God and make it more of an individual experience and not something where they're focused on everybody else when their eyes are closed and their hands are to the sky and it becomes right. a fully like immersive thing. Right. And the other thing of it, too, is like with your hands raised and all that stuff, it shows sacrifice. Sub- submission, like I get the sim- yeah. I, yeah, I get the symbolism of it, too. Yeah, So yeah, yeah. even if you like... Even if you're doing it because other people are doing it, you're still symbolizing the fact, okay, I'm I'm here with this and I'm trying to achieve a closer encounter with God, which is the whole per- point of worship. Right. And so I, I think it's good, even if 
you feel that it is from other pressure to some degree. I don't think it's a bad thing still to raise your hands. You know what I yeah. mean? And if you were purely doing it for show, then that would be a problem. And now that we're talking about it like this, it opens my eyes to say, like, maybe, you know, Ben, the reason you don't do it a lot of times is because I'm so worried about other people. And if it becomes more of an individual thing, then I might would just do it out of just, like, you know, natural response. Because, you know, right. it's, a, it's a sign of worship to raise your hands. Right. And because I'm so worried about people looking at me or me looking at them you're, yeah, that I'm not. Yeah, you're conscious about yeah. it. yeah. And you're worrying if they think that you're disingenuous by doing it. And it's just like a never-ending cycle. Yeah, endless circle, yeah. 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 So, I get that part of it for sure. Opens my eyes a little bit. But um, it comes back to the genuineness. And I was going to talk about how... And I've noticed this in me lately. And I don't know if you've felt this way. I'm sure I have. We've been <laughs> Christians for a long time at this point. <laughs> We've been a, we've been accountability partners to a certain extent. I would say I would say <laughs> yeah, we have been accountability degree, partners. Yeah, because I don't talk about. Some, I mean, you're really the only person I tell a lot of my struggles to. I would say. I mean, you and Samantha, and maybe my Samantha parents now because time. you know you're dating but, or whatever. But I don't know. It's easier to find somebody like a, a, somebody of the same sex a lot of times. Yeah. So well, you, it's just you, a similar struggle. Yeah, similar struggles. You, you relate on a different level. So, but going back to the genuineness thing, you, uh, you and I are both kind of immersed in the same online culture that we've kind of like joined like this like YouTube and yeah, like, yeah, YouTube, the media, this the sense of humor, the online like culture we've kind of just indulged ourselves in. Not the not the people we've necessarily surrounded ourselves with, like in. In life, but yeah, but, but like okay, I get what you're saying. Like our own line, our own line, like persona consumption. Yeah, and the yeah, yeah. the consumption is it's it's this like hyper humor type stuff. Yeah, yeah, that too. But what I was gonna say is that it's it's like this hypercritical, everything's cringy type thing. And um, we're not the only uh, people in yeah, this culture, okay. but like there's a lot of people right. like young people that are in this like bubble. Yeah, and it's like I've realized now, and it's the videos, it's the comments, it's everything that we've taken in. It's like it, it ultimately just like calluses you and hardens your heart to so many things, because everything becomes cringy and like awkward and like ew, <laughs> and you be- you become super like critical of everything and saying things are lame, and it's like man, like they're just like. And it comes down to like Christian things. I've noticed myself not saying it, but thinking it when people are like being like, oh, baby, like I'll put a hedge of protection around you. You know, those kind of like those kinds of and they're being genuine. They're genuine Christian people saying things, but it comes off as like, oh, it's too goody goody and like lame. Right. And then we become like super critical of it because like. And I think part of it is due to the fact that we're in the super critical like online culture where we're like commenting on everybody else's video all the time and saying how like dumb it is and how it's lame and you know cringy is the word that I keep coming back to because it's used yeah, so much. Well, maybe so, but, but I've always been leery of people like that, like people that are overly. I don't know. I think expressive maybe is the right way to put it. Like people who. They come off as fake, but they're actually genuine. Yeah, in the, seems, in the Christian community, they seem overly zealous. I'll yeah. put it that way. But it's like they're not. You know, it's like 
That's just their right. their personality. And then I later I'll feel bad. I'm like, why was I so judgmental on them when they're literally just like being a a nice Christian person? Right. Yeah. I get telling that. me they're gonna telling me they're gonna pray for me and stuff like that. And it's like when I was like ten or eleven, like I wouldn't have ever thought that. Yeah. I don't know. When I, was I a get kid, that. I think maybe growing up, maybe growing up makes me more like aware of like people that are so like fake, and maybe that's why yeah. I'm I super think critical. Just, I think age does a lot of that. Not even necessarily what. I mean, obviously, what we can, cons- what you consume online or in real life, obviously changes your perspective and the way you think. I'm not saying that, but I think just growing up and dealing with people, you see so many people that are like that that are fake, mm-hmm. and then when you come around the real people, like you know they're being genuine, but you've seen this so many examples. It's just like they're just using words. They're not actually. They don't mean this stuff. They're saying it to sound good. Yeah, and and, and you know that, but. Yeah, but when you really know somebody and you still think it, it's just, I think it's just a result of previous experience. Yeah. And hypocrisy in the church isn't anything new. (laughs) (laughs) No. And so that's such an old thing. But it's, it's weird because it's like we, you know, with the church, it's, it's a holy place. And then for some reason, we've always thought that the people inside of it are holy when they're just as imperfect as everybody else. Right. They just believe that, you know, Jesus died on the cross but they're still just as messed up right well i mean they're trying to get there yeah they're they're trying to get there but i'm just saying that like we we put them on that pedestal and so when they do screw up and it becomes you know quote unquote hypocritical we're super judgmental of them for being a hypocrite when it's just like you know we're all hypocrites okay well let's take this a little bit of a different angle then okay what does it mean to be hypocritical as a christian that is like Cause like, is that even possible? Really, you know what I mean? I think the only way it's possible is to say you believe in Jesus and not believe in Jesus. Cause otherwise, like, I think it becomes hypocrisy when you're actively faking whatever you're doing. But I think if you have the same problem, right. so just say it was like you had a drug addiction. That's the easy one to go with. You're faking it the whole time, making it out to be that you don't have a drug addiction. Nobody yeah. knows about it or whatever. Then when people find out, then you're a hypocrite. But if you come into that and say, okay, I'm a drug addict, it's not that the sin or the problem changes, it's your heart towards it. Yeah. Well, hypocritical with that that situation would more so be like, the person with the drug addict is telling people with drug problems that they're messed up and they need help. Yeah, that would be even bigger. That That's what I'm thinking hypocrisy. about, yeah. yeah. And, that, and that's what comes down in the church when people like, are super judgmental and they're like, Hey, you need to fix this because you're involved in right. you know, whatever alcoholism or, you know, sex before marriage. And then they're having, you know, sex before marriage or whatever in their own, they're, they're doing the right. same they're thing. They're cheating their on their spouse or something like that. Yeah. 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 But at the same time, like, okay, I get the hypocrisy part of it. And obviously that's wrong. Like, the whole point of us coming together is to keep each other accountable, not to put on personas for each other, to act right. like something we're not. When we come in there, we're supposed to be more open there than we are anywhere else. And I think a lot of it is, even though people are hypocrites to a large degree a lot of the time, just because it's our nature most of the time. Yeah. But just because they do whatever they're preaching against doesn't mean that what they're saying is any less valid either. Right, right. 
Yeah, it's, I, it's, it's the, the same thing with all these pastors me. getting in trouble with stuff, and it's like they're still a pat. I mean, they still believe what they were saying, right? And the stuff they said isn't any less true, just because yeah. they were messing up during the time. Right. And it's the same thing I've seen it like with Christian music, um, like when an artist gets in trouble for cheating on their spouse or whatever it was, mm-hmm. and then every station pu- pulls their music. Was well, like the song didn't change two weeks yeah. ago. Yeah, the message didn't change. Like you, you just learn new information about the person. Is and not to say that you know, oh well, just accept everything they screwed up. No, maybe go back and look at what they said and take it with a grain of a bit more salt. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, truth is truth, no matter who it comes from. Right. Like I don't and- think the their words become less valid to some degree because you believed it then so why is it suddenly different now yeah the the hypocrisy that doesn't make sense and is like the the guy that preaches against adultery and then he commits adultery but you know afterwards he still believes that adultery is wrong you know what i mean like he doesn't he doesn't now believe adultery is right he still knows it's wrong exactly yeah so yeah i mean we're all jacked up people i think we just should be more open about being jacked up. <laughs> yeah, and everybody's jacked up. We got to help each other. Exactly. And, and the last thing I was going to mention, and this is something that, it hit me the other day, <clears throat> and I don't know if you're the same way, but we'll see. Okay. But when it comes to reading my Bible or or going to church or even do, doing like volunteer work or something like that, I've never been... Or, or I definitely am not now motivated by guilt. And I know in the church, people motivate people by guilt all the time. And sometimes it's a good thing, but uh, there's just this, there's, a, there's this thing where it's like somebody guilting me or making me feel guilty for not reading the Bible for some reason to me makes me almost not want to. And I know yeah. that sounds messed up, but I just like, that's not how I'm motivated. Like that makes me not want to do it. And that's when right. you think, like, no wonder people don't want to be Christians if you're, like, motivating them and making them By feel guilt. guilty. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Well, that's, yeah. Yeah, I've thought about that for a long time. I was listening to a radio show. It's a Christian radio show. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about, it's a little bit different, but similar concept. They were talking about if hell was not an equation for Christianity, which obviously mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. But if there was not a consequence of not believing in God, if you died and didn't go to hell, then would you still have an incentive to believe in Jesus? Mm. Which is a super tough question to answer, for one thing, because you can't, really. Yeah, there's no there's no way. But at the same time, it's like, it's it becomes such a big part of our, like, our selling point, quote-unquote. Right, it's is, like, I don't want to go to hell. <laughs> like, turn or burn, fly <laughs> yeah. or fry, whatever, you know, that kind of... So, yeah, right. but but the people who preach that are very preach, rarely the people fear. that get yeah right, and they're very rarely the people that get other people saved. It's usually the people that show people the grace side of God, the love side of God, and the you know I know you're messed up, but this is how it gets better side. I think that's ultimately what is more ultimately more strong right. in persuading somebody to come towards Christ. They see. The genuineness of the person. So I think you, it's similar. And you can't dodge with, hell or dodge like the wrath of God type thing. Like that is part of it. Right. And fearing of God. Course. 
And but so, you think, know, you can't be a Joel Osteen preacher, but there's there's a mix. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You can't go straight for the, you know, Disneyland type Everything preaching. is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because it's not. This is real life. Yeah. But yeah, but, I think it's similar yeah. with the guilt thing where it's, it's, uh, you don't want to like force somebody into reading their Bible or whatever because of guilt. I think it should be because they want to grow with God more. And I think if you persuade them by saying, okay, well, if you read your Bible, you know, you ultimately be closer to God. And if that's something they already want, then the guilt part of it doesn't even need to be talked about really. Yeah. It's like, so-and-so went to church, was has been to church the last two weeks, and I ain't seen you there since. Where you been? Type thing. It's like, okay. Well, now they I don't probably needed go. it more than me. Then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like, people like that just, uh, it, yeah, it, it rubs me the wrong way a little bit. It's a, it's a bad representation, because it's like, why are you so worried about me? Maybe you should be in church more often. <laughs> yeah, and... I like to if you want to help me read my Bible more, then just like encourage me to read my Bible. Exactly, more. I think encouragement yeah. is much stronger than guilt. Than guilt, yeah. I, I think, think we need to remember the, that. Yeah, I think if you like, this is one of the things I learned yesterday at that scream free thing. Is when you push somebody, where's the first place they go, and it's away from you. Away, yeah. So it doesn't make sense to try to push somebody into doing something. It makes sense to help them into doing something. Yeah. Can you imagine the the picket fence type preachers holding the signs saying like encouraging people? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, like I, I realize you're going through a struggle, but Jesus <laughs> loves you anyway. Jesus loves you. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. And it's just like, no, it's always just like, you're burning. You're going to burn in hell. <laughs> And it's yeah, just like, uh, everybody else is just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're crazy. And keeps walking. Yeah. It's like, and they, and how, how many people really do, I mean, I don't know. I've never been like around those people, but I've never seen anybody actually like be converted. Like on this, there was a guy that stood on the corner of our college for so long. I never saw anyone talk to him because he just screamed the whole time. Yeah. I don't think that's a good, see, I think, I don't know. I don't know. That, Ultimately, subject, like, I, sort of. like I said, I think encouragement is much stronger than guilt. Like, I just think that's so much of, of a better way to approach it. Like, from a compassionate side, yeah, understanding from, people, and more. from a person that's and a, from a person that's never been to church and knows nothing about it, that's their first glimpse into it. You know what I mean? Like, that's not yeah. the that's not the first uh, step you wanna you wanna take. Right to get somebody to come all. in, and so I think I think with newcomers it it's very important. I think with like people that are more in the church, it's like, well, if you like, try to guilt them into it, like they're not as affected by. It. They're just like they'll kind of shrug it off. Yeah. Um. But I think we have to be careful with guilting people that don't know Christ. Yeah, because that, that's yeah. not a fear is not a good way to persuade people. Yeah, it's not how Jesus did it. No, not at all. He loved people first, and yeah. you know, I so mean, he, beca- he became their became their friend first. You know, right? Like yeah. he sat down and ate with the tax collectors. That's the whole point. Like you get right. the people on a personal level, and then you can work with them more on a deeper level. But and if, people people go straight to the deep, and it's like, whoa! Yeah, you can't just yell at people. That doesn't do anything. Yeah. Hmm. Well. I feel like 
We made I feel like we covered, we fixed every problem in the major (laughs) current world of Christianity. Not really, but. No, but. Interesting uh, conversation. Interesting conversation, and I enjoyed it. Stuff we need to do. Yeah, that's that's the thing with uh, with us as Christians, the uh, body believers. We we need to talk to each other about things. Exactly. You, you let it build up inside, and you don't have anybody to talk to, and sometimes it can make you bitter, turn you cold. Mm-hmm. And that's not good. So have somebody you can talk to out there, people. And if you and need if, somebody to talk to, DM us, talk to us. We have an email. We'll talk to you. Yeah, buttholetown at gmail dot com, or you can go to my Instagram, Joel's Instagram. Or what is our is Saraha? Oh, Saraha. You can ask or us whatever. questions. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But yeah, we're here for you, and I'm sure there's a pastor near you that would love to talk to you as well. Yep. So to bring up the to bring it back to the funny a little bit, let's talk about some funny stuff on Fiverr. <laughs> yeah, we do that thing. You know, we talk. Yeah, we, we do. We've, we find weird stuff on Fiverr.com. It's a, it's a website where people sell their services starting at $5. And starting at? Starting at $5, yes. And Unfortunately, it gets, not everything is $5. It gets kind of odd on there. It gets real strange <laughs> real quick. Joel, you told me you, uh, you found some uh, pretty interesting stuff. I'm waiting to hear it. I got some pretty good ones this time. Uh, okay. I think this is a great way to start it off. Um, okay. I will make someone a living meme. <laughs> They'll make you into a living meme. They will make they will make you into a living meme. I didn't know you could be made into a living meme. I thought it I, just happened. Apparently you can. Wow. This is offered by Seven Dank Memes, spelled mm-hmm. with a Z. Of course. Uh, basic package basic package, five dollars. You get three dank memes. <laughs> of yourself. A hundred percent dank. Well, no, you can do it for anybody. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's not a, it's not of me. No. Okay. Well, I mean, it could be if you wanted could be. it to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, $10, you get seven dank memes, 100% dank. And for 15 you get an entire compilation. Wow. It's a lot of memes in compilation. <laughs> That's the description. Are those also 100% dank? Yes. Okay, good. Uh, I was, the, I'm glad that all of them are 100% dang. I would think maybe the yeah. percentage would go up, but you know it stays at 100% no matter how much you pay, and that's respectable. Yeah, I mean, you can only get so dank before it's yeah. too dank, right? You can't go past 100% dang. We don't know what happens after that. You know, too Becomes dang. a meta meme. Oh, uh, a meme inside of itself. Wow, yeah. so like, well, I have to send them like a picture of myself. Yeah, so this is the about the gig. Um, Mm-hmm. I will edit video memes of your friend you as with the with just the letter U. So I guess it's the same kids, the same person who does the babysitting services. <laughs> Throwback. You you can tell me what what meme you want me to make, or I can just surprise you. I make all of these memes original and funny. Not even lying, my dude. <laughs> not even lying. I, He's not lying. He says I'm a hundred perfect a hundred uh. I am a professional memeologist, so all Ooh. memers are 100% approved by the FDA, Federal wow. Dank Association. You can consume those memes, not get sick. <laughs> They're pasteurized memes. The wow. Feder- that's- <laughs> pasteurized memes. <laughs> <laughs> can we name this episode Pasteurized Memes? I think we can name this episode Pasteurized Memes. <laughs> The heaviest well, Christian topics. Yeah, we don't want to throw it memes. off. We, we don't want to throw it off from the actual like meaningful topic. Okay, no. I'll I'll say some. Uh, I'll just give you a short one that I just thought was super <laughs> weird. 
<laughs> All right. Okay. I will eat milk. <laughs> what is the title of this fiber? <laughs> I will eat milk. Okay. This person's from Canada, of course. Oh gosh. About this gig, I'm willing to eat milk. Do if you want to see someone eat milk and snort it out, then let me know. If you want me to snort it out with both nostrils, that's cool too. <laughs> and that's it. Does one nostril count? Uh, cost more than two nostrils? I mean, no, it's, a, it's just a one, one. It's just one price, so five bucks. So I guess that's you just let of, him. You let him know if you want it both nostrils or just a singular nostril. That's a no. lot of uh, customization options for the same price. Yeah, and he's got to eat it, so it's got to be thick and like you know old. Ugh. Right. Like curdled milk. Yeah, How's he gonna get it out of his nose? <laughs> that's that's why you pay him. You know that's the. Oof. But he, you know what? What's funny about this is that I'm just realizing he didn't say he would video it. Oh, that sucks. So he might just do it and tell you about it. <laughs> <laughs> the worst deal. He's like, uh, I ate the milk. It came out of my nose. I hope you liked it. Thanks, I man. I hope that's only five dollars. Yeah, it is. Okay. Ju- just as I asked, thanks for eating that milk, bud. But yeah, I just thought that was super weird. So, yeah, that one's know. pretty strange. I mean, what more can you ex- or what less can you expect from Canada? Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, I'm gonna. This is my next one. Uh, the guy is from Poland, mm-hmm. and his description, his about is, I das das. So whatever that means. What? And it goes on for I das. Yeah, D-A-S-S, and then it's just like 100 A's and 15 S's. Like, literally, it just goes off of the page. It, I'm so not even like, sure. How to... Is that Polish or something? It's either... Maybe he's just screaming in Polish. Yeah. Maybe anyway, look at what that means. Okay, anyways. Uh, I will draw your name on my stomach. <laughs> All right. For, ten, for $10 on a four-day delivery... Four days? Uh, well, well, it takes him yeah, four, four days, days to write my name on his stomach? Well, you know. Um, <laughs> the reverse stuff, he just can't get it down. He'll just keep erasing, starting over. <laughs> takes him it's four days. It's hard to days. do upside down. Yeah. Baby, will you come in here and write on my stomach? No! Well, well he's doing it in Polish, so it's probably... <laughs> I mean, how many Polish guys does it take to write on his stomach? <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so for $5, he will draw, his, draw the name on his stomach. Uh, I will write my name on on stomach. The name you send me, I will take a picture with him. With him, so I guess this. So I guess the stomach is not attached to him. <laughs> with his stomach, it's a male <laughs> a counterpart. Side. Yeah, I guess so. He has a detached it's, stomach. Maybe that's just his best friend's nickname. Me and stomach. <laughs> stomach. <laughs> I'll write it. On Maybe that stomach. means something different in Polish. Maybe that yeah. means like best friend in Polish. Oh uh, yeah, uh, I just write. I write it on my stomach. Why is he talking like that? That's not. <laughs> what was that? You're that the was a worst accent. That was an Irish, Polish. Anyways, my uh, next one. Ten, hold on, oh. I gotta, I gotta oh, finish sorry, this sorry. one. Oh, sorry, More services. Sorry. Excuse me. For ten dollars, I can speak my belly, and for fifteen dollars, that's what he said. And for fifteen dollars, I can sing my belly. What? He can <laughs> sing your name? I guess his so. belly. That has to be his best friend because it's not possible that a stomach could. I guess he but does now, that thing where he like draws lips on it and makes it like uh, squeeze it with his hands or something. Right? Yeah, he know, could do but that. Sti- but still, that's. I will sing my Betty. I will. St- I will talk to my Betty. The funniest that's... part of this whole thing is his picture for this. Uh, for this service mm-hmm. is a picture of Stonehenge. 
Of course, yeah. Because that's, that's not even it's not it's not even in Poland either. It's just like it's Stonehenge. just there. Yeah, Stonehenge. Stonehenge. I will have a homeless guy burn off his beard. <laughs> okay, listen to this. So listen to this, guys. <laughs> listen to this. It's an eighty dollar delivery. Starts at eighty. Only eighty. Eighty bucks. Okay, 80 listen. Bucks. But listen to the about. This is gonna have a twist. I will okay. get my homeless friend to burn off his beer with a lighter voluntarily and film the entire thing. He's a good guy who's hard up for cash. He's not a drug addict. Homeless because of a series of hard events in life and trying to escape an abusive situation. Jeez. Yeah, so and it's like, but my, my thing was like, that, and that's his option for getting out? Burning his <laughs> face off? <laughs> it's like, hey man, I know you're having a hard time, but I think it would be really helpful if you just like, took this lighter and lit it to your face, it would probably be really helpful. <laughs> probably help you get over this hard time and get you out of this oh abusive situation. Gosh. Maybe if only just... I could get rid of my beard. Maybe he just doesn't have a razor. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. Maybe he doesn't have a razor. He just needs to get rid of the beard and might as well make some money while he's doing it. Yeah, he's like, he can only do it for 80 bucks, though. No less. And That's no more, a... either. That's such an odd amount. <laughs> That's That's what it will take to get him out of his situation. It's like, if I can bucks. pay... Pay, pay 80 bucks get out of this abusive situation that's bad though but it's just like maybe he could just like get a job at mcdonald's or something <laughs> there's gotta be a, i mean maybe he could be like a janitor at an elementary school there's got to be a better option than, than burning lighting your beard li- lighting your beard on fire well it's like okay if this guy's such a good friend he obviously has internet access because he put this yeah. on fiber he has a way to film this and return it can he just give his friend 80 bucks just loan him 80 bucks, dude. He didn't have to like, like burn his beard off. Sell your camera and give him 80 bucks, dude. Buy a cheaper camera. And he's like, I'm just filming this on my area, area Alexa or whatever. This like so- $13,000 camera. That would be funny if he just had like a legitimate movie camera, but he's just like, he's filming, filming it with like a guy. red. Yeah. Ari Alexa. Yeah. That'd be, yeah, that's crazy. I, I just thought that was so weird. And it's like, that it is- just took a turn for the worst. That was very dark. But he, side but he, out of Fiverr. But he put it in the fun and lifestyle gaming category. <laughs> what? <laughs> what kind of fun lifestyle do you have? <laughs> and then he's like, he's also homeless. Like, can't you just take him in? Jeez, that's, man, that's so messed up on so many levels. He's just a terrible friend, unless he is the homeless guy and just wants to make eighty bucks. Maybe he's not even homeless. Maybe he's just trying to play a sympathy card. Maybe so. He just really wants... He's like, no, there's no way I get 80 bucks for burning my beard off unless I act like I'm homeless and I'm in an abusive situation. I guess if the dude grew beards really fast... He could just keep doing it, yeah. Yeah, Maybe. just keep doing it. But at some point, it's got to hurt your skin. Yeah, it can't be good. Nah. Okay, Anyways. so I've got, like... I just mentioned this one in passing just because I thought it was weird. I don't think it's worth, like, staying on. Uh, But okay. this one is... I will send you a unique recipe for Spanish potato omelet. <laughs> Spanish potato omelet. Like, you can't just Google a, a recipe. A, a recipe, yeah. But it's five bucks Spanish. to just get it from this guy? Yeah, and even and it comes from Israel. It's not even from Spain. Ew, I wouldn't trust it. The craziest part of this is three-day delivery. Oh, good grief. And then it comes to you and it's just like a Google screenshot of the recipe? I'm like sure. Like, yeah. <laughs> It that's just how long the internet takes over from Israel to get to get here. Three days. Oh, okay. This um 
about the gig, I will send you a unique recipe for Spanish potato omelet made by Chef Juan in his kitchen after a flamenco lesson in Madrid. Hmm. Very specific recipe, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I just thought that flamenco, one was kind of weird. Flamenco lesson. Uh, I, I have I have one that's like a well, just doing passing too. It's a picture of Zac Efron. Okay. Is the picture? I don't know why, but the the title of it is I will news. I will give you a advice about this gig. Hi, bro and sis. I will <laughs> give you a advice. Despite I cannot help myself, but I can help others. Person, I know <laughs> this like I'm lying, but just try with me. Thank you. And then for $15, he has it labeled, I can give you a advice. Just be happy. <laughs> you just gave me the advice. I don't have to pay you $15. Just be happy. That's the advice. <laughs> That's, uh, clearly, that person doesn't speak English as their they're first from Mor- They're from Morocco, yeah. His, uh, like- his bio is, hello, guys. Zaid from Morocco. I have 19 years old. This year, I want to gain the maximality that I like I put up. What? I don't have no clue. I don't think he knows. Sorry, Zade. It but sounds he, like like he just he, went through his phone and keep hitting the middle suggested button. Yeah. And put he it on Fiverr. The, the funny thing is, is he can't help himself, but he can help others. Just trust him, okay? <laughs> like, he's a screw-up. He's burning his homeless friend's beard off, but he can help you, okay? <laughs> oh. oh, gosh. Yeah. You got any more? Uh, I have two more. Okay, just blow blow them at me i don't know what, was that? <laughs> what? <laughs> just okay, throw uh, them at me i meant to say jeez okay this one is i will you have been warned oh no that seems ominous. and it's a very very plain graphic of a tree that looks like it was done by a child and mm. a little blue cloud and it says i will put text here all over it and in the plainest font possible it says infographics <laughs> Uh, about, this, about this gig, uh, creating infographics will try my best. We'll do some research. Can do video <laughs> editing too, actually, but would like more experience on Illustrator. So that's why I'm doing this. So he doesn't know how. He's going to do some research after you pay for it. Well, he doesn't say what he's going to research. Oh. Just, I just will do, do some research. I'll do some research. Just, uh... Just pay me and I'll figure it out. The infographics. I think I can do it. I got a book. <laughs> and then his order details. Give me the deets and I will help you. <laughs> He's like, I don't have any of the programs, but like, I'd like to learn. I'd really like to learn. I don't know how to do this, clearly, by my poorly made infographic for my advertisement. But, you know, five bucks, I'm going to suddenly learn. Yeah, he's like, he just needs that. He just needs somebody to encourage him. Encourage, remember that, guys. Yeah, he needs somebody. Yeah. To en- he needs somebody to encourage him to learn. Not- okay, that one was just kind of a throwaway one. Yeah. Do you have another one, or I have two that are pretty good, but I'll just drop one. Okay. Right now. I actually, I, I, I want to save I- mine for the last because I think this one is just the the concept of this one is pretty good. So can I just run through two real quick then? Yeah, go right ahead. Okay. One, uh, my last two. This is one. I will clean your aura of past partners. <laughs> because we all know you guys have dirty auras. Okay? <laughs> and they need to be cleaned. Get your and dirty then, aura out of here. And then the picture, the main picture is like a guy and a girl. They're touching each other's chests. Okay. Oh, not, no, what, like, okay, let me like know what kind that. of partners they're talking about. <laughs> they're, they're like silhouettes of people. Okay, there's not detail. 
It's just oh, like okay. these well. rainbow looking people with like a rainbow coming between them and they're touching each other's chest just with their palms. And it says, <laughs> I will do the cleansing of your aura from past partners. All right. Now about this gig. It's going to be kind of lengthy, but I'll kind of shorten it up. For okay. spells removal, please order extra gig. Okay. Oh, they're One- going to get rid of the panacea. Right. Yes, yes, yes. Once the <laughs> cleanse is completed, you'll find your physical body may feel lighter, headspace clearer, heart healed, and a self-awareness that is priceless. As we move through adulthood from one relationship to the next, the aura of what was left behind is something most people would never think about. The toothbrush, cell phone <laughs> charger, and feelings, in all caps, your past partner <laughs> left you with probably top the list of what engulfs your mind after a breakup. They yeah, know the exactly I, what... Yeah, the first thing I think about is my toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> that girl left me, and all I can think about is my cell phone charger. <laughs> feelings. <laughs> and feelings. I mean, Man, feelings I, make sense, but... My, when my girl left me, all I could think about was the toothbrush she left and how it just, it just stayed there. there. <laughs> and the cell phone charger she left, and it doesn't fit my phone, so it just... Stays there, just stupid sits there. Android. Oh, and my feelings. I forgot about those. <laughs> that's a. I don't know. That's just so random. Like so random. Why? How does the so cell phone random. charger engulf your mind after a breakup? Like, oh, how I does think toothbrush the first thing on that list? Yes, yeah, so all I can think about is her tooth decay, her hygiene. <laughs> it was terrible. It reminds me every time I go to the bathroom. I can't brush my teeth anymore. <laughs> I'll let my teeth rot before I find another lover. Yeah. They um, can't have my brand. <laughs> my brand. <laughs> You're specialized. Um, what about their energy? Does this leave them with their does does this leave with them and their personal belongings? Unfortunately, no. The energy oh, left inside you, all caps. <laughs> your spirit and aura has now been shifted, all caps. <laughs> this is true for both male and female. We are built to receive. Therefore, during Love making. We also receive more energy. <laughs> okay. And then it goes to the point saying that during uh, this love that people make, it exchanges fre- <laughs> frequency. The more you're with this person, the more you absorb this energy. If your partner is in a bad day, negative thoughts, positive thoughts, admiration of love, and so forth, there's an energetic transfer taking place, and you now hold a piece of them. Namaste. Namaste. <laughs> Namaste. Namaste. They also have stay a- away from this stupid fiber. They also have your cell phone charger. Call them. Get it back. Um, it's ten dollars to clean your aura. You know, get that thing cleaned. You need right. to do it every, you need to do it every seven years, like you can do a mattress, clean your aura, guys. <laughs> Just it's don't easy. do a mattress for him. Fifteen dollars more, you can protect your chakras. Twenty dollars more, power up, and forty dollars more spell. Oh darn, they're gonna bring back the panacea. I really want that power up though, because it doesn't say what it's for, but like it just sounds cool, like a Pokemon type thing. But like she gets good, good reviews. People give those five stars. Oh your wow. boys your boys butthole town got four point five, but clean your aura guy gets five stars. Doesn't make sense. Latina, it made it sound like you were saying your butthole guy got five stars. <laughs> Okay, not your butthole guy. Jeez. That's what it sounded like you were saying. I thought I said aura guy. Well, you said butthole to start with, only got 4.5. Oh, you boys at butthole? I don't yeah. know what I said. Sorry. Anyway. Lati- anyway, somebody said Latina is incredible. She's the best healer on Fiverr. Thank you so much, and you know that. Blessings. May the archangels surround you while you work. Oh, wow. And, she's, and she said back, very respectful and a beautiful light into darkness. Namaste. <laughs> Namaste. Hmm. 
Wow. They just say she, that everything to make them sound more legit. Namaste. She ends with Namaste on like every review. She's just like, Of namaste. course. I wish somebody left like a one star and was just like, she screwed me up. She didn't get my phone charger back or my toothbrush. The toothbrush is still sitting there. Anyways, I'll move What's on to my that? I'll move on to my last one. I think this last one is gonna really take the cake. Although Joel says his is gonna take the cake, so we'll see. You guys can vote. Actually, I don't know if you can you can try to vote. You can send it to us your vote. Who won? We can put a poll on the yeah. Whose who's fiber was the best? Ben or Joel's last one. Yeah. So here's my last one. All right. Okay. We got a fifteen dollar premium, a ten dollar standard, and a five dollar basic. All right. Title of this one is I will send you over 70 of my clean candy jokes. <laughs> what? Let me explain. <sighs> Please do. <laughs> Having joined an online candy group, I began creating candy jokes to contribute to it. <laughs> I kept them clean when creating them. Because the response to them were so good, I now offer them here to you. So here is my collection. Over 70 clean candy jokes. I've included a few free samples here. Thanks. Let me just show you guys some of this. Oh, please. Why'd the grizzly finally get dentures? He didn't want to be a gummy bear anymore. Why did the Skittle... What did the Skittle say to the Smarties? You gotta tell these well, Ben. You're not doing Uh, the jokes justice right now. What am I doing? Oh, do I need to do more pauses? Yeah, you gotta give it some emphasis, man. Okay. What did the Skittle say to the Smarty? Mm. Would you be my sweet tart? Eh! Wow. Have you heard about the new wind-up candy clock? Wind it up. It goes tick tack tick tack. How can you how can you tell the Pillsbury Doughboy is upset? He's got a chip on his shoulder. Uh, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> Pillsbury do- not, they, they don't make chips. What does that even and mean? Not, that's not even a candy. What's funny is that fifteen dollar premium, you get over seventy clean candy jokes. He created no Twix, and there's good and plenty to snicker about. <laughs> <laughs> but the funny thing to me is that I thought about is this guy literally joined a candy group online what is that what is that is that like the furries or something i think it's like a cult yeah (laughs) but it's just weird because does that mean there are 70 dirty candy jokes out there (laughs) no it means all the other ones are dirty except for these 70 so that market's already saturated he's getting a new demo wow yeah exactly he's (laughs) a true revolutionary if you look at it Thank you for the clean candy jokes. I was scared that I was going to find some dirty candy jokes on Fiverr, but I'm so thankful that I found over 70. Guys, this is the deal of a lifetime. Are you listening to me? $10 for over 70 jokes? Are you kidding me? You could, Get out of you could You could make a whole career off that. Yeah, man. You could even... That's not something to Hershey about. Uh, no. What? I'll leave it to the master, Chris827. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a pretty sweet deal, I guess you could say. Oh. <laughs> that was actually pretty good. Dang it. Yeah. Okay. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. So mine has to do with comedy as well. Okay. Um, Let's, let's just dive into the show. Mm. I will let's... do 30 minute phone consultation to help you with your comedy hypnosis career. <laughs> So not your legitimate hypnosis career, but your comedy one. The one that's not real. Right. Your comedy hypnosis career. Out of all the very specific career advice categories, mm-hmm. this one. Comedy. $5. So that's good. No no upper ones. $5 that's not too bad. Yeah, $5. I'll, I'll do that. Yeah. Um, His average response time is four hours. Good. His yeah. most recent delivery was 11 days ago. Wow. 
He has 179 five-star reviews on this. Whoa. <laughs> Dang. So, like, people are... Where in are, the world? Where are these comedy hypnosis shows at? I've never seen one know. in my life. Unless I thought it was just a regular one and it was actually a comedy. Maybe it's all a parody. It's derivative. It's all comedy. Wow. That's, That's really crazy. impressive. Um, the other thing was the, about this gig, um, I will schedule a 30-minute telephone consultation and provide you with ideas and resources for improving your comedy stage hypnosis career. Mm-hmm. I can advise you on marketing, mailings, training resources, uh, creating shows, developing skits, business setup, and more. His advice mm-hmm. can help you move quickly forward in this exciting career choice. Wow. Sounds really legitimate. Yeah, you know it sounds like... Takes ten days for him to send you the ten day delivery. He's just gonna call what? you for thirty minutes. Ten day delivery. Dag gum, dude. I guess he's that busy doing his own comedy hypnosis shows that he doesn't have time to call you. I don't know. Or maybe he just doesn't want it. He doesn't want it to be like it's within the ten days. So he just wants it to be a surprise. He wants it to catch you off guard and just drop some comedy hypnosis bombs. He's like, dude, like I'm using the bathroom right now. Can you wait? He's like, thirty minutes started. <laughs> Your timer starts now. He's like, okay, well, just go ahead. I don't have anything to write with, so just, if you could just uh, talk slowly. <laughs> and then he like, just... You are now very, getting yeah. very sleepy. <laughs> he, he just hypnotizes him. He calls him, hypnotizes him, and it's just like, they wake up like, what? And he's like, they're like, <laughs> now I get it. Now I understand. Comedy hypnosis. That would be pretty but what's, funny. But what's the, what's the comedy part of the hypnosis? Does he say? I or? don't know. It's just, just a very fact. specific career choice of comedy hypnosis. I guess you tell a few jokes, like make. I, th- I feel like I've seen kind of a comedy hypnosis show. Like they make a few, or they make the people do stupid stuff. Uh, maybe that's what he's talking about. I would, I would guess. I don't. So know. I don't know. I don't know. What it was just like, like, what about airplane food? Now get up here, type thing. I don't think they're like actually telling jokes and then hypnotizing people. It's probably yeah, just making fun of people that are hypnotized, like making them like slap each other in the face and stuff like that. Yeah, I guess that would be this. Um, but all reviews, that stuff's fake. So, uh, yeah. Uh, the reviews are. I'm just gonna read these. These are like the top two. Um, okay. The first one says, "I can. I just can't say enough good things about Mont. That's the guy's name. Oh, classic Mont. Mont. Yeah. Uh, to say he's over. To say he over delivers is an understatement. He's a wonderful, honest, genuine, and generous man with lots of wisdom and experience. A true blessing to talk with and get to know. For a 30-minute phone call, that's what they got out of it? Wow, hey, he really does. He hypnotizes those people. He's got to. They're, he's brainwashing these people into all, all those these people five-star reviews. I bet what he did is called him on the phone, dropped 70 clean candy <clears throat> jokes, and hung up. <laughs> <laughs> he probably like, fixed hey. him an omelet during that time somewhere. They're like, hey, can you just like... Tell us about the hypnotist. He's like, oh, I got 20 more jokes, okay? <laughs> give me, so give me five minutes. <laughs> Just give you me don't some time. Make, you don't want to make me tell a dirty candy joke right now. Throw off my aura. It's going to need cleaning again. Yeah, I'll make you burn your beard off <laughs> from here. First step Maybe, of being a successful be a, comedy hypnosis career, burn your beard. That would be pretty funny if I like, hypnotized somebody on stage and made them burn their beard off with a lighter voluntarily. You didn't pay them 80 bucks. No, he's just like, what Terrible happened? Deal. He's like, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Got he just hypnotized. Yeah, but really, he probably just hypnotized all those people. He knows how to hypnotize. Yeah. I don't know if you can hypnotize over the phone, though. I don't know how it works. I think it's the, a visual The other thing. review was outstanding experience. Hmm. And then and the seller's feedback was, 
we had a questions that made it easier to answer his specific needs. Yeah. I bet the questions clearly were just American. Like, the questions were probably just like, what? How do you mix comedy with hypnosis? And then he just says, comedy hypnosis. <laughs> Dang, <laughs> it's all so clear now. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I think I'm getting it. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, yeah, it's just like, yeah, I, I, I think I, I understand. <laughs> comedy. Hypnosis. They go together. <laughs> like a white wine and fish. What? That's all, folks. Joel, Joel, anyway, the episode. Anyway, uh, with that comment, welcome back, everybody, to episode 11, the deep episode. A very Serious. special episode. That's what we should call this. <laughs> a very special episode. A very yes. special episode. Anyway, yes. people, uh, it's over. Don't forget to wipe... Don't forget to not do drugs, and don't forget to eat milk, snort it out of both nostrils, and charge $5 for it. You know, And appreciate your free. parents. Oh, yeah. Appreciate your parents. And uh, legitimately, though, seriously, from your two friends, Ben and Joel, from Butthole Town, we say, talk with somebody. You know? Have a conversation. <laughs> talk with your friend. Hi, Joel. Let's talk a little bit.